0: Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I think it's only awkward if you make it awkward. I feel like my intros about music and anime lower my listener count and my retention, so I'm going to be putting that at the end. If you like to hear about that stuff, then listen to the end. Uh, that means, though, that we're going to drop right into it. All raw, no rubber. We're heading right into it. Our first point here is that in my experience, uncomfortable conversations are uncomfortable. Actually, that's not the first point. I'm just getting uncomfortable about having this conversation. Yes, that was a bad joke. Uncomfortable conversations are uncomfortable usually because there's a chance that everything falls apart completely, and there's no chance to pick up the pieces because they were obliterated so absolutely badly that you will never live down the regret and failure that caused you to get to this point. Another reason is that you're afraid of what you're going to hear back or you're afraid of what life looks like after the conversation in general. And I hope that I am making your fears and anxieties worse. That is indeed my goal here. Oftentimes, this is a conversation when you're giving someone bad news, like you're a manager and you're firing someone. Sorry, Jimbo, you suck at the job. And to be honest, no one really liked you. Or you're having a conversation with your spouse about how you spent all of your free money on getting that new character in Genshin Impact because she was just that much of a waifu. Yes, Baal, I'm talking about you. Regardless of whether or not you have uh, or whether or not these are your experiences, uh, we can all probably agree on one thing. Uncomfortable conversations suck. They're not fun to have. They're like taking tests. You can study for them, you dread them, and you're so glad when it's over until you realize that you missed a few questions because of simple and stupid mistakes. But with the American school system, you can't do it over. But this is the actual thing that I know about uncomfortable conversations. They're oftentimes the most important conversations that you can have with people. Now, this may not be the case for telling, you know, your boss telling you that you're fired. That's, that's never fun, maybe, maybe that's not an important conversation. That's just a sucky conversation. And there's, there's no way around that one. But in terms of bringing up an elephant in the room, addressing a wound in a relationship, talking about the things that might change, what was once a great thing, afraid of never being able to go back to the good old days, you avoid any and all threatening conversations. And slowly, everything falls apart. Anyways, or everything explodes like a spectacular display of fireworks with only a 0.5% chance of repair because nothing is impossible, just highly unlikely. These conversations are uncomfortable, scary and scary, they can ruin relationships and people care about people. And we don't want to lose them. We don't want to lose people. Heck, We may not even want to make them feel bad. And sometimes, did I say sometimes? Sometimes, a lot of times, these conversations are painful. But here's the thing. If you don't have them... If you don't have these uncomfortable conversations, it's more painful. Things rarely fix themselves. As they say in medicine, good diagnosis precedes good treatment. We need to have these conversations. They're oftentimes the most important ones. The conversations that make or break things make or break your relationships. The conversations reinforce your relationships, and yes, they can destroy your relationships, but sometimes a bridge needs to be burned, and it's healthier for everyone. But talking about it, having that closure, that uncomfortable conversation is better than having a bug in your mind for the rest of your life. I should have just talked to them. Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that that pause right there was good. I hope you enjoyed that. I I was really proud when I wrote that one out. I thought, whoa, that one hits, bro. That's going to leave an impact on someone. And maybe I'm ruining that impact right now by talking about it and actually like yelling into my microphone. I'm listening to music right now, and I'm probably talking way too loud because of it. So we're going to turn that down and be a little bit less loud. But listen, we need to talk. Now, don't be scared. Papa's got to sit you down, which is our next point here, how to have the conversation. Now, you know how and why these conversations are important. That's what we just talked about. If you somehow skipped here, I don't really do the timestamp thing anymore. So if you somehow skipped here, just good job, bad job, go back and listen to the entire thing, yeah. and loser. But anyways, now that you know uh, how and why these conversations are important, jeez. I don't know, (laughs) what am I doing? And you're ready to have them. Yes, you should always start them with, we need to talk. And then you say, yeah, nothing good ever starts with those words. And let's be honest, this conversation won't be good either. So put all your defense mechanisms up. Uh, I recently had two uncomfortable conversations in my life. And I started one of them that way, to be completely honest with you. Not exactly that way. But I quite literally said, hey, sit down. Papa needs to talk to you and then i said you're fired uh, but but <laughs> honestly uh, it, it it's not a completely horrible idea it's not it's not it could even be a good idea to say hey we need to talk or something funny something dumb something cliche that's stupid um, it's cuz here's the thing it's only awkward if you make it awkward that's this is true calm down life is not that serious here's the thing uncomfortable conversations don't all have to be serious, you can make them funny, you can make them stupid. Of course, you have to be careful and mindful not to misplace your jokes, unless, of course, you're as insensitive and unaware of the mood as me, then make as many inappropriately timed inappropriate jokes as you want. And watch your relationship burn like a piece of paper right in front of you, completely dissolving into nothingness, like cotton candy being touched by water. It literally just disintegrates. I swear to you, if you guys have access to cotton candy somehow right now, take a little bit put it in your hands, cup it in your hands, and then put some water in your hand. That piece of cotton candy will be gone. It will not remain in your hand. I don't know how it does it. I don't know what laws of physics are being defied in this situation, but cotton candy, if touched by water, will absolutely and completely utterly disintegrate and disappear like Houdini, okay? That thing, I don't know how it works, but it does. But anyways, if you're like me, insensitive and just unaware of social cues sometimes, then yes, this is how your relationships are going to turn out. In which case, good for you. Luckily, if you're that unaware of social relationships, you're probably not very affected by things anyway. So just go make some new friends. You'll be okay. The point of the story is there's no need to be so serious. I'm I'm, off my rocker today, to be honest with you. I don't know what's happening. Anyways, yes, the point of the story is that there's no need to be so serious. Make a penis joke here and there. It's called coming up for airs. airs. It's called coming up for air. Sometimes conversations can get heavy, palpably so. Sometimes you need to get a breath of fresh air. Make a joke here and there when it feels like too much. It's good for everyone. Life's not a movie. Don't treat it as such, this is reality. We are allowed to laugh here. Okay? Now that we know that PP jokes are great, let's talk about the actual substance that should be in these uncomfortable conversations. It's great to talk about the bad things, but you also need to know how to talk about the bad things. And there's a similar formula, I believe, is necessary for both apologies and forgiveness that we're gonna lay out here. Um And the first part of all of these conversations, specifically uncomfortable conversations, is the initiation. This is the hardest part, actually starting the conversation. Maybe you start with, hey, we need to talk, or I need to lecture you because I think you're annoying and I need you to be better. Uh, We'll talk more about initiation in our third point in a minute. Um, The second part of these conversations is the most important part, in my opinion, mostly because people suck balls at doing this, you need to vividly acknowledge the actual issue at hand. There's a problem, a reason that you're having this uncomfortable conversation, and you have to acknowledge that. You have to tell your spouse, honey, this is hard, but those Genshin waifus are really something. I just can't contain myself. I know we might be struggling to eat next month, but I'll be too busy farming the electrohypostasis anyway. Now, in that example, don't do the last part. If you're the one in the blame, and you know that, then don't excuse your behavior. You can explain later if it's necessary, later in the conversation if it's necessary. But step one is to say, I did this, or you did this, and it made me feel whatever, or this is a thing that's happened. And this is how I feel about it. You need to address the problem as we said earlier, good diagnosis precedes good treatment. We need to diagnose and describe the issues first. And then of course, following that is the treatment. Uh, You should you talk about it and describing the the right way uh, to talk about it, uh, or what to do or the right way to do it. This really depends on the topic. What's the issue? What are you talking about? This can be very minor. This can be very major. These can be small things, very big things. I can't give you a one-size-fits-all sort of advice on this one. You'll have to play it by ear. And will you mess up sometimes? If you're a human being listening to this, absolutely. If you're a sentient meat sack, you are not going to be perfect in any way, shape, or form, you meat sack. We all mess up. We say one thing too much. We say one thing too little. We say it in the wrong way, which if you do quickly say that came off badly, like acknowledge that quickly before they take it badly and then uh, restate it, uh, maybe the damage will be done already, but maybe it won't. Try your best. Uh, maybe this is when you should come up for air, make a pee joke. Um, we can all string words incorrectly. Sometimes things sound better in our head than when we say it in real life because real life doesn't have commas. So maybe the kids really did eat grandma. But yeah, talk it out. The only advice that I can really give you is don't act on your emotions. These conversations may pull out anger, sadness, fear, and you should express that, but express it verbally. Don't start screaming. Don't start flipping out and losing your crap. That's a horrible idea. Okay? You can say, that makes me upset, and this is why. You can express, that makes me sad to hear because dot, dot, dot. You can cry because that's fine. Most of the time. Sometimes it's not a good idea to cry, but most of the time crying is cool. Overall, speak your emotions. Don't let your emotions speak for you. You have to start the conversation, acknowledge the problem, and then good luck. Don't kill anyone. Speak your emotions. Don't act on them. I believe in you. That's generally what we said here. Yes, good luck with all of that especially that that acknowledging the problem and that part. Please do that. No one does that. People really just don't want to talk about it because they think if they don't talk about it, it somehow makes it so it didn't happen. That's not how life works. That's not how anything works. It definitely effing happened. Just acknowledge it, talk about it, and say that I did this thing. Uh, Yeah. Or you did this thing? Yeah. Well, you have to say it. You can't just tiptoe around it and beat around the bush. Otherwise, you still have a bush there. You don't want the bush because if you walk through the bush, it's going to scrape you, cut you, and hurt you, and it's not going to be fun. Okay? Acknowledge the problem. Please. Not enough people do this. It is absolutely abysmal and painful to watch YouTuber apology videos when they don't even say what they did wrong. They, are, they just say, I'm sorry. There's no I'm sorry for. It's just, I'm sorry. Okay, well, you useless piece of garbage, that doesn't help me. Anyways, <laughs> I'm getting off track, which I've done like 700 times here, but... Um, I'm a little bit scared that my script isn't going to read the t- read, reach the time limit, so I'm kind of just throwing random things in here. <laughs> the last thing that we have here, going back, back on track, is as everything... It connects back to physics. Yep. Now that I've inspired and helped you, we're whipping out our calculators and our number twos, baby. Oh, and not just any tiny bit of physics. We're going to talk about the recent discovery in paper, in the paper published in Nature about how we found light behind a black hole. I will be explaining the entire research paper. Get ready. I'm kidding. That is really cool though. We might be able to map a black hole and we're learning more about it. I'm not sure how practical it is myself, but it seems really cool, really spa- really exciting. Uh, I love space stuff. Um, so no, we're not. We're, what we're talking about here uh, isn't the black hole and the light thing. However, if you're interested in that, go look into it. Go look into it. Go look around it uh, or behind it. Now what we're... <laughs> I'm... T- I'm tripping on my words now. Uh, So what we're actually talking about here goes all the way back to the father of physics, at least in my opinion, Sir Isaac Newton, and his first universal law of motion, inertia, an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by an external force. The thing about these uncomfortable conversations is that the hardest part isn't the treatment. The hardest part is the initiation. Just bringing it up, talking about it, unironically saying, hey, can we talk? is the hardest part of this equation. But this is why we started the podcast by talking about how important it is to have these conversations. Here's the thing. If you can start the conversation, if you really can get the first sentence out, and sometimes it's important to be considerate of timing, of course, but avoidance and consideration are different. Don't delude yourself. If you're really smart, if you're really good at talking to people, if you're really good at uh navigating conversations well then your timing can be you have a lot more leeway with your timing you don't have to worry too much about the being considerate issue because you can just be considerate in your speech while you have the conversation uh, oftentimes this is going to be very necessary for like mental health problems because no it's not i, I can't say that completely we don't want to blame people for being like mentally problematic i'm talking about depression anxiety um you know disorders here We don't want to blame people for, you know, being that way. Blaming them isn't really going to help them. But sometimes there is a point where if you have a relationship with someone that is bipolar, that is depressed, that is very anxious, that, you know, sometimes it really wears down on you. And to be honest, sometimes you really do have to look someone in the face and say, I need you to be better. Because sometimes they really need to hear that. Um, And maybe not just mental illness or mental disorders, but that can happen with other aspects in life. Maybe someone's not doing anything with their life or they're just sitting around moping and being a pitiful sack of potatoes. And you got to say, hey, you're being a pitiful sack of potatoes. And like, I have been, I want to, and I'll keep trying to support you. But like, you need to do something, you sack of potatoes, right? And so, uh, being it's that's especially when we have to think about being considerate versus, you know, are you are you avoiding the conversation or are you just being considerate because you don't want them to have a mental breakdown because of you, which is fair. But if you can start the conversation, just like Newton's first law states, the conversation will carry itself. If you can just start the conversation without an external force, it will continue and carry itself forward. Now, that external force that could stop the conversation is probably emotion. Emotion is going to be that external force. If someone begins to act on their emotion on either side, uh, it's better if you don't act on it yourself, because if you don't, then uh, other people will be more reluctant to do so themselves. But yeah, emotion is the thing that might stop things. If someone just effing stomps away very angrily out of the room, then, you know, you can't have much of a conversation. If someone just gets mad and leaves, if they're not going to have a conversation, you can't really talk to them. Um, But another property of physics is friction. This is involved in forces when you learn physics. Again, this is Newtonian physics, so it does relate back to Papa Newton. Uh, There are two types of friction, static friction and kinetic friction. Static friction is the friction that's present when an object is still and you're pushing it to make it start moving. Kinetic friction is the friction acting on an object while it's moving, And what we know is maximum static friction will always be higher than kinetic friction quite literally translating to making an object begin moving is harder than keeping it moving the same goes for conversations so please take it from me the person who has lost 200 relationships and burned over 200 bridges don't not have these uncomfortable conversations i'm luckily i'm luckily i'm lucky I don't regret things in my life, but most people will have that. Most people do regret things. If you're uh, what we call a normal person, if you are a sentient ape, you, if you are a sentient ape, which most people are, people will have that constant echo in their mind. Why didn't you just talk to them? Now, we can talk about the fun stuff. Uh, I finished watching Fate Apocrypha. It was pretty good. Some really wholesome moments. The animation and art style were both pretty solid. Uh, I've also started watching Fate Grand Order. Well, I watched the Fate Grand Order movie and like the episode 0, I think I'm actually going to watch uh, Fate, Khalid, Prisma, Ilya, Prisma Ilia Linear whatever the frick the like giant name of the series is but that one's longer and it's more like there's a bunch of specials and OVAs which are really hard to keep up with but yeah Uh, Whenever I get to Fate Grand Order, I'm very, very excited to see Ishtar. But I think in Fate Khalid, Prisma Ilya, Rin is there. So Rin is okay, too. I, I mean, I guess technically they're both the same, but still. But my real recommendation this week is a movie, an anime movie. Words bubble up like soda pop. A movie, it's on Netflix, it is an anime, it is absolutely incredible. It is marvelous. It it is wholesome. It has a great moral. The art is incredible. The soundtrack is stunning. It's about an hour and 30 minutes of pure ecstasy. It is uh, romance and slice of life, but it is so incredible. I highly recommend you watch it. Very highly recommend you watch it. Music-wise, I learned Black Bear isn't releasing an album. He's releasing an EP, and now I am truly going to sit inside of a Misery Lake, which is the name of the EP. Why did you do this to me, Bear? And then there I already talked about the Kid Leroy. He also had a deluxe version thing of his album come out uh which it wasn't horrible i think it was better than the primary six songs but still i uh i hope that he works on some different things and i can hear those different things and then finally for music is glave g l a i v e glave his album all dogs go to heaven is coming out soon in august uh maybe in a few days i don't rem- i think it's august 9th if i'm not correct if i'm not incorrect but it's around there, it's soon. And Glaive is actually really good. He's newer in the scene, but he's he makes some really good music. So I'd very highly recommend that you give it a listen. But yeah, that's all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I really do hope this one helped you out. Uh one day we'll talk about apologies and forgiveness, but this this episode you know, these uncomfortable conversations, they really are important. I probably hadn't have enough, had enough in my life. Uh, And they are hard, even for me, who's so like, you know, lacking in empathy, such a robot, even for me, starting them is, is challenging. And so, you know, for most people, I'm sure that it's much worse. And I really hope that if you have someone in your life, that you honestly, to be honest, they could even, You don't even have to actually talk to them, but uh, they could be gone, they could be passed. If you have someone in your life that there's, you know, you wish you could have told them something or you wish you could have talked, um, if they're alive, go talk to them. And if they're not, or if you don't have access to them, then, you know, do it in your head, look at the sky, say what you want to say. Uh, I think it helps, uh, scientifically speaking, so yeah, have those uncomfortable conversations. Honestly, do take it from me. Please, they are really important. I don't want you to live with that echo, that bug in your head constantly saying, you know, why didn't you just talk to him? You could have figured it out. Maybe it wouldn't have ended that way. Maybe it wouldn't have ended this way. Um, And so I really do hope this one helps someone some way. Uh, Until then, I will see you next week. Peace.